Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, FightfulMMA.com. We are your leader in crossover coverage across all three of those, really. If you don't like one of the three or two of the three, we have ways you can filter that out on Fightful.com. I know some of you will be watching for the first time ever tonight. It's kind of a big night. We There were a couple of really big stories on Fightful.com, which we will get into uh, shortly before we talk about Monday Night Raw. But head over to Fightful.com. We have exclusives, interviews, photos, videos, podcasts, forums, anything you can ask for in a pro wrestling, MMA, or boxing website. Uh, and if we don't have it, tell us and we will get it. I am joined tonight by Alex Palowski. Alex, how's it going? It's going. Um, my uh, my old headphones that you see on many uh, podcasts broke. I got some new ones. A little smaller around the ear. I'm not sure how that's going to affect my game tonight, but I'm working through it. I'm working through it. Well, your role here is simple. Let me tell yeah. you what your role is. Yeah, I've done podcasts with J.J. Dillon, with Matt Riddle, with Shane Helms, with Vince Russo. You're here to take all their finishers, and that's, that's right. it. That's right. That's all that's I'm here. That's what you're doing here. I'm- I'm putting over talent from 20 years ago. That's what I'm doing. Check out my big uh, <laughs> sippy cup here. <laughs> nice. Uh, let me tell you, fellas, this was a lifesaver on this afternoon because I didn't go downstairs a whole lot. Uh, let's go ahead and address it. As I told Alex off air, I'm not going to editorialize a lot about this or really at all. I have a video up on the Enzo Amore story. Fightful.com broke a ton of the information in regards to the Enzo Amore rape allegations. Um, 
I'm, you know, it's as as a reporter, if I get people from multiple sides saying you treated them fairly, and then I get people saying unfairly about the same people, and it comes from all sides, I get the feeling that I called it right down the middle. And ultimately, it's not my job to decide who did what. It's my job to get people and to go on the record and to report this type of stuff. And that's what we did. But Alex, uh, your thoughts when you heard that Enzo Amore was being accused of a rape this afternoon. With um, so many of the accusations have been happening, I guess since like November when the Weinstein thing first broke and everything kind of followed suit after that, I was wondering when it was going to make its way into professional wrestling. Um, and it looks like it has. Um, I'm not. I mean, it, it did a while back with the the Sean Orleans thing as well. Yeah, yes, that's true. But um, I was talking, I was talking about WWE and like really, really high profile on TV all the time thing. And um, and I, I thought to myself, that ah, man, if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be Enzo. I just I don't know why. Like it's one of those things. Like like from all the stuff you hear about him, like if if forty percent of it is true. Dude, dude, come on. You know what I mean? And and not saying that this is true. All of that other stuff could be true, and this could be not. So that's yeah, the that whole was... thing. Is that it's, you, have to, you have to look at it. At this point, we have no idea, but it doesn't look good. I can tell you this was this is never a fun thing to cover. There are no winners in this situation, and a lot of people are like, well, she could make money. If she files a civil suit, she could. I have a lot of people asking me a lot of questions. She said that she spent 45 days in a mental hospital, then later said it was closer to 20. I have contacted that that mental facility to see if they allow any phones there. She said that she told us that she was able to use a roommate's. People are wondering, why is she coming out with this now? She did file a police report in the days following uh, the alleged incident. The Phoenix PD did confirm that to me. Enzo was in the area at the time that she claimed. What I can surmise, and this is just me, I I would assume, based on the information I provided, that she spent some time with Enzo Amore. What happened beyond that, I don't know. That's for the authorities and perhaps a jury to decide. But you can get all the news over at Fightful.com. We have a big story on it, and that particular story is going to be updated. I'm not going to release a new article every few minutes and like put – a hundred words in there. That's not what we do at fightful.com. We, we generally stick to the main page, the story. That way you can get all that information there. So please head over there. Also lost in all this, which is kind of a shame. We had an outstanding feature on Celeste Bonin that ran this morning, the former Caitlin in WWE, uh, Denny Burkholder, who works for CBS sports did just an unbelievable feature for us. He sat in on a training session with, with Caitlin Celeste Bonin and her, uh, her trainer, Pablo Marquez, because a lot of people don't realize she never really went through training. She got pulled up to the main roster immediately, didn't learn the basics. You all may remember Pablo Marquez. He was an ECW regular in like 95, 96. Also, he was uh, Tiger Ali Singh's manager as Babu back in the day, and he's been helping her out. We got a lot of quotes from him as well. It is a fantastic story. She goes into the day that she asked for her WWE release her friendship with AJ Lee. It is a must read. It is over at fightfulwrestling.com. And the reason that I kind of push it up to a Monday release is because, you know, I don't know if she's entering the Royal Rumble. I don't have any insight on that. When we asked her, she said, she doesn't even know when the Royal Rumble is. But, you know, that could be her, you know, 
working. Wrestlers, wrestlers work, people, and that's that's what they do. But that feature is a must-read. is the latest in our long-form series. You all got to check that out. But on to Raw 25. Alex, I'm going to ask you as an all-encompassing thing, what do you think of Raw 25? It's a big night. Yeah. It <laughs> doesn't sound promising early on. It had some ups and downs. Let's say that. The ups were great. The downs were plentiful. So that's it's, – it's tough to say. Like if somebody asked me, hey, you watched the 25th anniversary of Raw live, and they t- asked me that like 10 years from now. I'd be like, yeah, I think The Miz beat Roman for the Intercontinental title, and there was this great segment at the beginning where uh, Vince got stunned by uh, Stone Cold. That's all I can remember. And that's what I'll say because that there's no, nothing else about this – Really meant anything. Oh, I will say at the end that uh, Braun almost murdered Brock Lesnar. Uh, he sure that. did. He sure did. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Guys, we do have the live chat and the super chat available over on YouTube. Check that out. If you don't already, we are available on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, I believe Spotify even. Also direct download at Fightful.com and FightfulPods.com. And we want your feedback uh, register absolutely free at Fightful.com. Leave us some comments on the forums. We have AMA posts. We You can talk anything from video games to sports to movies and TV, all the way to wrestling. All kinds of good stuff over there. And like I said, every single day you go to Fightful.com, you will see something there that you can't get at any other wrestling website, any other MMA website, or boxing website. Let's get into it. This pre-show happened, and it was mainly talking head stuff, Alex, but on occasion, they would pop up and they would have somebody like like on the panel, like Eric Bischoff. They would show that the APA were there. Not a lot, not a lot of stuff here. So let's go into this opening segment. And I really thought that this show peaked with this opening segment. Yeah. Um. Very rarely do I give ratings to segments. Like I do my Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, post pay per view ratings the morning after those air. I gave this segment a ten out of ten, and as you know. This is how my segment, this is how my ratings start. They start at a five and they either slide up or down. This slide this slid way, way, way up, then broke through the wall. This was the perfect nostalgia segment, Alex. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. I mean, it, it, uh, Steph, Steph and Shane decided to get to get along for one night only. Uh, so they come out and um uh, you know, talk, sing the praises of everybody, which I thought was a nice touch. They gave props to the people who work backstage and and make Raw what it is on TV because they don't even have, you know, they don't have credits or anything. Like, you don't really know who these people are, but they came out and said thank you to them. Thank you to the fans, but mostly thank you to our dad. Um, and, uh, you know, it's really fun to see that many people that geeked singing at the top of their lungs, no chance in hell. Like that was fun. He strutted down to the ring, being Vince, and but this this whole thing led to um, uh, them saying that there was a GoFundMe account to get him a, a commemorative plaque, and which Steph deadpanned, "It's mahogany," and that popped me. <laughs> that was great. You're muted. You're muted. Sorry, uh, guys, if you're having trouble with the live chat or the super chat, just uh, refresh the page. I've, I've had some reports of that. Everything's fine over there. I love this segment. Uh, Vince McMahon came out, and he healed the crowd fantastically. 
yep. as he can do. <laughs> he said the only thing plaque is on their teeth and said that nobody helped him accomplish what he has. Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out to one of the biggest goddamn pops I have ever heard in my life, perhaps only rivaled by Jericho tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and Vince McMahon was even better here. He's like, listen, pal, I've got osteoporosis. My bones are brittle. I live in a retirement community. I'm old. But look at Shane. He's in the prime of his life. Yeah. He looks wonderful. And uh, Stone Cold obliges him and kick wham stunner. Yeah. Is is Shane basically the same age that Vince was like 20 years ago? He's like a little younger. No, he's, he's a little bit younger. Yeah, he's, he's like about five, four or five years younger. He's like four or five years younger, but basically. So I think that's yeah. really funny that that, <laughs> that Stone Cold keeps getting older and the McMahon stay the same age. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. That is, uh, that is fantastic. <laughs> so that I I, th- I honestly feel like you could you could I I can't wait it. till Raw fifty when he's, <laughs> when he stuns every single one of Triple H's daughters. And all of same Shano Mac, Shano Mac's sons back to back, just all of them. And, and Pete Gas is going to be there for some reason. It's going to be yeah. great. Um, but yeah, listen, you you can have Stone Cold stun the McMahons as much as you want. I'm always going to pop for it. So um, <laughs> let's. Uh, I, I'll address the question: Is Jason Jordan injured? Yeah, he he was. He's been hurt for a little while. This was just great. And then, of course, Vincent Austin hug, but then kick wham stunner. And uh, and yeah. Vince knew it was coming. Like, his character knew it was coming. Kevin Dunn zooms in on the stunner. Stop! Not tonight, Kevin. Hashtag WWE stop the zoom. But the best part, in my opinion, was Shane taking another stunner with the spit take. Yep. Phenomenal. Yeah. That was, that was a, uh, that's a classic throwback to a very famous stunner that he took uh, with the spit way up in the air, like a, like a, like a breaching whale. Um, there's even a gif of that. I think I saw it somewhere. Um, uh, yeah, this, this is great. This is exactly, this is exactly, exactly how you start the 25th anniversary of raw. And they, they nailed this. And then they said, that's all we got. We got, a, we, got a, we got a couple matches and some some old guys will come out and do things, but they, they came out they and they're like orange pink blazer, but they didn't hit John Cena with a power slam. They're like, we ain't got nothing left in the tank. <laughs> this opening segment, this is what we do. <laughs> That's it. Sasha Banks, Mickey James, Oscar, and Bailey defeated Absolution, Nia Jax, and Alicia Fox. This starts off a mess, and we get a quick commercial break. When we come back, we get a nice burst of offense from Asuka. Um, I thought Nia Jax hit a good spine buster. Alicia Fox uh, had some good offense as well. Uh, Northern Light suplex, big boot. They were doing the, how will they eliminate Nia Jax thing? But fortunately, fortunately, Corey Graves spared the insult to my intelligence and said, hey, playboys, doesn't always work like that. So I'm glad they addressed that. Yeah. The match breaks down right after a break and like immediately Sasha gets the win. This happened a lot tonight. Yeah. Like the meat of so many matches was during the break because this was essentially a three hour, 15 minute segment show. Yeah. The match breaks down. Oscar or Sasha gets the win. This is coming off of her loss to Sonya Deville. So probably right that she gets the win. 
While celebrating, though, Asuka kicks the shit out of all the girls, <laughs> yeah. knocks Mickey James to the outside, hits Bailey with one of the damnedest spinning back fists I've ever seen. Just it was beautiful all around. The cell was great. Then there was this really cool spot where Sasha went for the bank statement, but Asuka just held on the ropes and disposed of her. Now, as you mentioned, this might indicate to some people that Asuka isn't winning the Royal Rumble, but that necessarily hasn't been the case over the last couple of years. But I thought it was an awesome, awesome way to do the Royal Rumble that wasn't the everybody is in brawling type of thing that we'll probably get tomorrow night on SmackDown. Right. We'll probably get that on SmackDown. Um, This was this was fine. You know, I mean, uh, um, I'm interested in seeing where the women's division uh, divisions this on both on this show and SmackDown go post Rumble. Um, because there's a lot of upheaval. Like, you got to think they had a whole lot planned for Paige, and that's all gone now. So she she might be still be there, but she's not going to be anything in ring. And those and, two girls are being the only in ring talent in her faction. That hurts, you know. You mentioned it earlier on Twitter, but like, man, I wish they wouldn't have let Emma go. It's the perfect thing for her to still be here. Because she could easily be the in-ring leader, and then she and Paige could kind of run things outside of the ring together. It's, it's you know, perfect. It's, it's almost amazing how there are so many possibilities for Paige in her losing her bread and butter. Yeah. But I just think there there are just so many possibilities there. Uh, again, guys, uh, my match ratings for this and every show happen the night or the morning after these shows air. So uh, go check those out on Fightful.com. Also, I forgot to mention, guys, I did an alternate commentary for the 1995 Royal Rumble match with the famed Nikita Krylov fan. Those of you on the Holy Smokes MMA podcast will uh, remember him. Uh, that is over on FightfulPods.com. Go check that out. We have a lot more coming up for Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania season. Now let's get into the nostalgia mm-hmm. of this show. Kurt Angle is backstage in a segment with Coach Teddy Long, who gets a great pop. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Brawler, Harvey Whippleman, and then Brother Love, who mm-hmm. I, you know, I've put over his podcast several times on the show. Yeah. It's one of my favorite to listen to. Interviewed him last week. He got an amazing pop. Yeah. He is a real indication that you can leave WWE, be completely excommunicated, and then go out and like say whatever you want, and WWE will welcome you back if you're popular enough. That's true. Yeah. This uh, this was fun. Uh, if they hadn't told me that was Harvey Whippleman, I would not have known who that was. Um, but everybody else, that was fun. Great. And then the then the thing that popped me was Boogeyman coming back looking like 2007 Boogeyman. Like he hadn't gained a pound uh, or lost a pound. Like he still looks jacked. Uh, and and you know what? The, even the so worms, it's worms thing, bro. I still don't know how that guy does that. Like, like those ain't gummy worms, son. Those are real damn worms in the mouth, out of the mouth. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm squeamish, squeamish. The APA are backstage. Lost my spot on my notes here, but Heath Slater and. Uh, <laughs> Rhino and they're they're back there playing cards. Heath Slater loses all of his money. Mm-hmm. Heath Slater says, "Oh, you're taking all my money. I've got kids." And JBL says, 
Well, now they got a broke dad. Mm-hmm. And then the perfect person to join this, Ted DiBiase shows up. Yep. And I love when they bring him back because Ted DiBiase always, literally and figuratively, gets the last laugh. Yes. And it's just kind of apropos for, for his character. He always gets the last laugh. Later on, they're joined by the Usos, Jeff Hardy, MVP, Titus Worldwide, Natalia, New Day. Then they all catch Heath Slater cheating. And Ted DiBiase wins the game of poker. Because of course he would. Yeah, Why he wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? Also, the nostalgia picks up with Johnny Ace, William Regal, Eric Bischoff, a recurring theme here, Giant Pop. And then Johnny Ace's son-in-law, Daniel <laughs> Bryan, comes out. Yeah. Now, um, I, I'm skipping around and handling all the nostalgia here, but I just wanted to say, hitting the Miz's music right here yeah. was a stroke of brilliance. Yeah, it was. It was genius. It really was, yeah. And their, their, their stare down, I mean, listen, everybody's like, let's not get carried away with the odds makers deciding that Daniel Bryan is a favorite yeah. in the Royal Rumble. That ain't happening. But no. if he's ever cleared to wrestle, that's the guy he needs to face. You oh, have yeah. so much history there. Th- this, is, this is a thing that needs to happen. So them continuing to tease it, even when... Miz is on Raw and Brian is on SmackDown. If that ever happens, it will have so much over such a long period of time. It'll it'll be one of the greatest builds to a match in in a, in modern memory. I thought they should have just made a WrestleMania moment out of it. Like, yeah, the Miz comes out and says, "I'm issuing an open challenge. I didn't get booked for WrestleMania. WTF? RFLMAO? All that crap." Yep. Then Daniel Bryan's music hits. There he comes out in his gear, puts him in a yes. What I would have done is they get in the ring. Daniel Bryan is face-to-face with him. Then The Miz turns around, kisses Maurice on the apron, gets put in the yes lock and taps out. That way you can go back to the uh, sure. Daniel Bryan losing in 14 seconds situation from years ago. And that's it. Like, Because, I mean, maybe he's not cleared. Yeah. But, I mean, he could put somebody in a goddamn yes lock. That ain't taking a bump. Right. So, still wish they would do that and, you know, kind of call back to a lot of that stuff. Bella Twins, Maurice, Kelly Kelly, Lillian Garcia, Jacqueline, Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Terry Runnels, Maria, and Trish Stratus are all brought out. Seeing the way that so many of these women looked made me remember when WWE cut women around the age of 30 back in the day. Yeah. Because some of these women looked younger than they did before. Yeah. But they all looked wonderful, and uh, this was a cool moment. Backstage, we see Mark Henry encounter the Godfather. <laughs> they bring up sexual chocolate, and Mark Henry meets the Godfather's wife. Well, he he mistook her for one of the Godfather's um, employees, and he said, "No, no, this I'm is my wife." Alex. Yeah, that's right, and it's not the it's not the attitude era anymore. It's a little different. So the the Godfather's turned over a new leaf. And found true love, and God bless him. Hey. Hey. Backstage, uh, one of my least favorite segments of the night. AJ Styles is back there and introduces Mean Gene Okerlund. And uh, this really peaks at the, well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Then they make AJ Styles do this shitty Cammy reference. That ain't getting over. Stop it. 
Stop Stop writing stuff for AJ Styles because it sucks. This is like getting Naomi feel the glow in every promo level. Like when they write stuff for her, it's been so bad. Yeah. And when it's AJ, you can tell much like people like that. Like, like when Naomi does it, does it on SmackDown, you can tell it's written for him. Yeah. This would have, this would have been so great if they just let AJ do his admittedly pretty decent Hulk Hogan impression for like a minute and cut a promo on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as the Hulkster. That would have been fun. But his little better. Cammy, let me tell you something about Cammy. Cammy's Cammy's not not great. And I don't like Cammy very much. Um I don't know what he said because as soon as he started calling him Cammy, I tuned out. It's stupid. It's stupid. It demeans him and the entire business. Stop it. Stop it. It was lame. It was lame. Then one of the most confusing promos. Zero clarity. Mm-hmm. Manhattan Center Undertaker comes out and he runs down the list of people who couldn't end him. And then says it's time that they rest in peace. Needless to say, I'm going to refrain from writing any Undertaker retires articles. This was way too ambiguous. Like what? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, now, this is just speculation. This isn't us with any inside information on the situation because WWE plays this way too close to the vest. You've had people reporting the last several weeks, Undertaker and Cena. <laughs> There's been zero indication either way that that's the case. No references on TV. The closest that we got was a possibly not clued in Jim Ross saying, is that a warning? Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Um. A, I love the Taker came out. No hat, no gloves, no coat. Because he left that shit in Orlando. And that I didn't even notice that. That's brilliant. He was wearing like his old ministry garb with the hood and everything. Like it felt it felt very different. Um it, it's not the dead cowboy anymore. That that guy's gone. It's a different undertaker. Like it's a something close to mystery. It's not the exact same thing, but it was cl- closer to that than it was to what we saw him last. And when I saw him, I was like, what the hell is this? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, he doesn't have those clothes anymore. Those are gone. He left those behind. Um, and I think that's a really cool touch. What that means, I don't know. But as we'll talk about later, John Cena seems to be busy for a while. So um, I don't know. Listen, this is my whole thing. Like, as much as I didn't like that, it w- that the way that it ended – and who ended it, and then how they, like, hey, this is my yard now, and that's it. Get used to it, Smarks. And then they abandoned that whole part of Roman Reigns afterwards. As much as I didn't like any of that, you gotta let the dead man die. He went out onto the ramp, raised his fist, and sunk into the ramp with, like, smoke billowing out of it. He's gone now. Like, even this felt like it was... uh, he should be done. Like, Seeing he and Rain struggle to hit that tombstone reversal spot, I was like, "No, he's just he can't do it anymore." Pull it's okay. an old yeller and let him go, man. Yeah, it's time. it is just time. He can't be there every year. I mean, sure, maybe he can pop up and choke slam somebody for a one, two, three at some point, like maybe that. But I don't want to see it at this point. I'm re- I, me as a as a viewer and a fan of wrestling. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to just let it go. Now, not everybody is, and that's fine. Right. But I don't want—I don't want him to turn into like Roger Clemens, where he retires like six times. Well, no, no let me tell you, 
Roger Clemens showed up in Lexington and pitched one time. <laughs> so if Undertaker's doing that, if he's showing up at Rupp Arena and wrestling, then he can be Roger Clemens. Yeah, I'll true. take that. Yeah, okay. Uh, good on Naomi and Jimmy Uso for getting that Universal Studios commercial money, by the way. Backstage, <laughs> Charlie Caruso asked Alexa Bliss if she thinks she'll be champ at WrestleMania. And as you pointed out, well, yeah, she hasn't. She, it'll have been November, December, January. She hasn't defended her title. Yeah. So if that continues, yeah, yeah, Charlie, I'm pretty sure I'll still be the, I'll still be the champ because I'm not defending the title ever. So, um, okay. There are a lot of people, by the way, chiming in and saying that Undertaker's in better shape now than at Mania. We don't know that. There's, we've got Pritchard saying, well, he looked better. Well, he, he didn't look great no. for the last several years. Uh, back to that segment. Charlotte interrupts and introduces Ric Flair, who cuts a little bit of a promo. Fair, fine. Fine. What, what struck me about this is I, it did not appear so in their match they had at a Survivor Series. But in this little segment, it looked like Charlotte was, I'm going to say, four and a half feet taller than Alexa Bliss. I remember she was wearing some super high heels and Alexa Bliss was in her flats. But um, that was crazy to me how much taller Charlotte was. I also didn't get this whole segment to me. Like, they they had a match in Survivor Series and Charlotte won, and that's fine. But it's not like, as we said... They can't have a match against each other until next Survivor Series because that's the one night a year when Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head in competition. So this felt like a promo that was just there to put over the flares at the expense of Alexa Bliss. They really accentuated that height difference too, didn't they? They really did. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of my favorite parts of the night, uh, Chris Jericho shows up literally wearing a Bullet Club spinoff shirt on WWE TV. Now, before I get all the clever comments, oh, the Balor Club is the Bullet Club spinoff. <laughs> yeah, no shit. You know what I'm talking about. This guy can do anything he wants. He's anything he wants. Somehow, he is literally bulletproof. Yeah, and they, they put him over on WWE TV. He sang a song to Elias and put him on the list, which just the place exploded, man. Yeah. It exploded. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. And Chris Jericho's probably going to go back and work Long Beach sure, for New not? Japan. Why not? <laughs> I mean, this guy, like, what he is able to do. Yeah. Just the balls on him to be able to do it right. is impressive. Because, I mean, he's working with Ring of Honor later this year on his on his cruise, which who, who thinks to do a cruise? Chris Jericho does, of course. That was really great. The crowd ate it up. The crowd loved it. They were ready. He knew to <laughs> he knew when to just when to do it. Just when to say it. Just when to put somebody on the list. And it was it was impressive. I don't want to say impressive. He always knows. But he can just seamlessly transition into so many different things that he does. Intercontinental Championship match. The Miz defeated Roman Reigns to become the WWE Intercontinental Champion for the eighth time. As I've mentioned, those WWE ring posts sound hellacious when they're hit. We see literally 13 straight clotheslines out of Reigns at one point, and not one of them looked good. Uh, but Miz's corner clothesline a couple minutes later looks a lot better. Uh, Reigns did, however, have a very nice counter out of the yes kicks into that sit-down powerbomb. And I like that he raised his hand, and when he did, Booker T was like, that may have cost him. 
Mm-hmm. Just doing that might have cost him. Uh, the Miztourage get drive-bied and then later ejected. But while they're doing this, I thought this was such a smart finish. They had Miz untying the turnbuckle, the second turnbuckle on the lower left side of the ring. Roman Reigns is distracted. Skull-crushing finale had hit, but it only got two. He runs Reigns into that exposed steel. Another skull-crushing finale. The Miz wins. I consider him the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. There's some debate. Some have said, honky-tonk man, I think that's all gimmick. I don't think he ever was. In my opinion, only Randy Savage and Chris Jericho have the potential argument. That's just my personal opinion. What do you think of the match, and where do you rank Miz in, on that list? Uh, match was match was fine until the end when it became great. Because like when you when you have the Miz like set a booby trap in the corner that he didn't even think he might need to use, because the first thing he does is skull crush finale the dude without it, and he gets a two and a half count. I mean, had he pinned him right there, the booby trap wouldn't wasn't even necessary. But he was thinking two steps ahead. And then he sets him up for it, throws him into it, hits him again, gets the one, two, three. That's why he's one of the greatest heels in the history of the business. Because he, he's, he's not, not only is he a chicken shit heel, but he's smart. Like you can be a coward, but if you're a stupid coward, who cares? It's when you're smart, you know, and you can use that cowardice to get around certain things and and figure out how to set up your guy because he thinks that you're weak and you can you can outsmart him in that moment. I mean, it's great. It's absolutely great. I'm really happy he's got the belt now. Um, I want him to get as far away from Roman as possible. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think Roman is going to get as far away from the Intercontinental title as possible, probably, in the next couple of months. Um, but I, I'm, I'm willing to, to say, hey, he can feud with Finn Balor. He can feud with anybody on the roster. There's a lot of people to, to choose from. And what whoever that is... Is gonna Miz get a bump. Is gonna get a bump from oh no, yeah. uh, Miz. He's gonna get a bump from all of Miz's promo work. Miz made me care about Dolph Ziggler last year or 2016. That was one of the best feuds I've ever seen, and it was almost all because of Miz and then Ziggler stepping his game up to yeah. match it. The in-ring work between those two guys was great, but all the promo work was fire. Just two guys, or one in Ziggler, but I mean, uh, about a year before that, I didn't give a damn. Six months before that, I didn't give a damn about Miz. They right. raised the profile of the championship, and their matches made it seem like they really, really cared about the titles. That's yes. what I love about the Rollins-Jordan tag team title reign, which I'll get into. Rollins doesn't really like Jason Jordan, but he really likes being a champion. Yeah, And that's important. That's important, and I, I can't say enough about that. So, uh, the Peep Show is up next, and very minimal amount of Christian here, but I'm glad I'm glad to see him. I love Christian. I think he is one of the most underrated workers ever. Speaking of Jason Jordan, he interrupts Christian, and boy, did Jordan have heat. Yeah. Some great heat, and he was yeah. perfect. I, all of this was constructed really, really well. The bar came out, and they got a babyface reaction and acted like babyfaces. <laughs> But so did Seth Rollins. But Seth Rollins was also a babyface here. Yeah. So everybody who needed to act like a babyface in this segment acted like a babyface. Yeah. Uh, the bar came out to a big reaction and said that Angle doesn't suck. Jason Jordan sucks. And they kind of uh, picked on him about it. 
Like uh, Jordan gets really mad. They whip the bar's ass, but then Seth Rollins accidentally knees Jason Jordan in the face. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, I... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, this is all cool, and I like how much nuance and stuff. And then the part of me goes, can we not have the the tag team titles be held by people who get along? Like, it's just this whole thing of there's always like, ah, how will they ever coexist? And it's just like, that's the standard now. It's not the, it's not the, the, the exception. Um, and I, I, want, I want Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins to hold the titles long enough and get along long enough and be babyface both of them long enough so that when my predicted call-up after the Rumble, Authors of Pain comes up, they can have an Authors of Pain versus Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins feud that will that will make me quiver. Yeah, I, I'd I, be I, shocked I if the Authors of Pain didn't. Well, I'll say this. I'd be shocked to see War Machine, Authors of Pain, Heavy Machinery, and Sanity all on the NXT roster at the same right. time. Right. Authors of Pain is ready to come up and just do just wreck stuff. And who better to to get them through that than than Jordan and and Rollins? And there's a really cool storyline thing they could work with where Jordan could say basically, "Hey, these dudes ran me and Gable out of NXT. Seth, they're nothing to mess with. These guys are stronger than you've ever seen. Like that could be a lot of fun." And Rollins can like pay no mind to it and get his get, get jumped in the back. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do with authors of pain versus Jordan and, and, and Rollins. I'm hoping that's where we wind up after the rumble. Guys, I want to thank you all. This is our most watched live post raw show that we've ever done. So uh, thank you all for that. We'll go ahead and make our prediction since this is really one of the, well, we'll go ahead and make the prediction here. Rollins and Jordan or the bar Sunday at Royal rumble. Uh, well, uh, Rollins and Jordan, just because I feel like there's, more that you can do there, you can. Uh, before tonight, I was saying you could. I was thinking you might be able to build the revival up enough to give them a, cha- a challenge. We'll talk about that later. Not now, but uh, no, I, I think Authors of Pain versus uh, Jordan and Rollins is the, is the direction uh, for February and March. Women's Royal Rumble match: 
who do you have winning that? Also, I think I think Rollins and Jordan as well. I think that Jordan is going to be over enough by WrestleMania to do a one-on-one match with Rollins, and it's going to be really good. Yeah. Um, um, well, you know what? I know what you said. Uh, as far as like recently, it's different. But after, before tonight, I would have said Oscar. Mm-hmm. After tonight, I don't know. Uh, but I I couldn't tell you who else because I, I don't know. I, I don't know at all. Like I, I have no clues when in the swim and throw around. I don't I think love it's gonna it. be Nia Jax. Um, I would love it if either Sasha or Bailey won it by eliminating the other final. I would love that because it would give them a reason to get out and do something on their own. I think that'd be great. Here's an even bigger question, in my opinion. Who will the Iron Woman be? I mean, here's the thing. If Charlotte was in there, I would say her because you could play off of the Ric Flair 60-minute deal. Otherwise, like... In my opinion, it'll probably be Sasha or Bailey. Yep. Or if they really want to put somebody over, I think that's a good way to get somebody over that isn't already over. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not saying push Liv Morgan, right. but if you could have a Liv Morgan or a Carmella or somebody be crafty enough to last that long. There's only one answer to this question as as far as what it should be, and it's Becky Lynch. Uh, Becky yeah, I would Lynch love it to be Becky should Lynch. be the, the Iron Woman. She should come in at like two or three and stay until the final four. Well, I think like, Becky Lynch should be the sting of the women's division too, but maybe that's just me. Yeah. I think that she is super baby face and could be a lot of fun, but they got to let her be more of her. Right. What's up next? Bray Wyatt in the uh, Manhattan center defeated Woken Matt Hardy, who was limping Manhattan center chanting. We got something. They were not happy and reasonably. So they essentially paid for, a thousand dollar glow sticks in some cases. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool achievement for Matt Hardy. He has competed in the Manhattan center or the Hammerstein ballroom for ROH, TNA and WWE. Very cool to see in ring action at this venue. Again, I thought it looked really cool. Yes. He controlled the duration of this match that out of nowhere, sister Abigail, that's it. Yeah. Uh, this was a weird place to let them have their first real match to have Bray win clean. Uh, they're not going to have a match at the rumble. They might have a match at the next Raw pay-per-view before uh, WrestleMania. But the main thing was that you're right. It was really cool to see uh, in-ring action at the Manhattan Center. And this was the uh, this was it. And then a ridiculous short tag team match that we got to see on TV. Um, the Manhattan Center crowd has a class action lawsuit on their hands. Oh, yeah. How, how can you expect your audience to be happy paying that much for seats to the place where you, you would reasonably think that this is where all the top super fans would go for the nostalgia thing of getting to see all these guys coming there live at the Manhattan center, not on a big screen over on the wall, watching them from across town. I mean, the, the taker thing, you could tell at that point, they were like, great. We've been sitting here for an hour, but it's worth it. Here's taker. And then after that, nothing and nothing. They got nothing. about out. They got about, I think, five minutes of televised wrestling time there. Yeah, it was. They uh, got like Mustafa Ali and they got, Lince yeah, they Dorado. Got, but. They got um, cruiserweights going to no contests over and over and over again during commercial breaks, and they were they were shitting all over it. And like, 
this is just not the way to to do that. You guys, like, I don't know what WWE was, was thinking was going to happen, but somebody posted this and I thought it was kind of funny. Like maybe they that WWE thought, <laughs> let's get all the the fans who like hijack the show and put them in the place where we're not going to televise the show. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I didn't think that was kind of funny. That's kind of funny, but. Friend of the site, Demon Diva. Like, I assumed she would go to Manhattan Center. She went to Barclays, and she posted on there. She's like, yeah, everybody told me I was dumb for not going to Manhattan Center. How do you feel now? Yeah, that's right. Ooh, man, that's rough. I feel bad because I love that venue, and I think it was very cool. This was just – this match was there. I didn't even give it a rating. It was Matt Hardy controlling it for two minutes, and then Sister Abigail pin. Then we got Elias coming out doing his great Elias thing. He gets a stupid idiot chant, targets Jimmy Fallon, sings a song about WWE legends, and brings out John Cena. John Cena, who puts over the goddamn beach balls again. What is the deal? Like, what is his fascination with putting these goddamn beach balls over? He thinks it makes him cool, Dad. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm, I'm not that guy you think I am. I'm not, I'm not this corporate shill. See, I like, I like you guys. You guys, what are we doing today, kids? That's How's dope. It going? <laughs> oh, you guys, that's dilly dilly. Like, what the hell is this? All guy? right, the dilly dilly line later was pretty good. That was actually good. But, but John but, Cena's out there, like, of- man, it, it's tight, <laughs> tight, man. He thinks, Shut up with the goddamn beach balls! He thinks it makes him cool, Dad, to put over what the kids are doing. Man. You know, not to trash virgins, but you have to be, like, WWE-branded super virgin to bring a beach ball to a to a wrestling show. Yeah. What kind of idiot? Yeah. That swings by the Dollar General <laughs> in January. In January! Got beach balls? No, they don't, which means you bought that shit in summer and kept it. Lame. (laughs) Uh, Cena ends up attacking Elias, and I want to say Cena looked very light on his feet. Like, I haven't seen him with that kind of hopping and step in a while. And then he gets punched right in the penis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This was was fun. I particularly loved uh, Elias doing some great heel work of, like, Knowing that he's over with the crowd and getting them eating out of the palm of his hand just to crap all over them. Like, what are you doing here? You shut up. Those people came here to see me. They came here to walk with Elias. <sighs> crab those nuts. You know, I don't I don't listen to these scumbags. <laughs> That's great. It's great. You know, exactly what he's doing. I love it. Elias cracked Cena with the guitar and then drift away, which Cena took very, very well, I thought. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, if, if he's at least putting over beach balls, at least he put over Elias here. Does yeah. Elias eliminate I, John I, Cena from the Royal Rumble or vice versa? Um, well, it depends on where they're headed. Like, you I, can I don't make, know. If- you can make eliminating John Cena from a Royal Rumble something people bring up in a promo all the time. Yeah, sure. Um, I just don't know what their, what their plans are. Like, I don't know if Cena's going to be around – to work matches with Elias, like if they're planning on something beyond this, is he filming another movie? Is he going off to I do another he's season? He's going to be around for a while after Mania, from what I understand. So that's good. Um, but it's a you know we'll 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 figure it out. But 
they're going to have some kind of interaction in the Rumble. One of them in, in eliminates the other one. It'll probably be Cena eliminating Elias and then, you know, doing his you can't see me thing. And then he walks right into an elimination by somebody else, you know, and I'm then they call it back. I'm trying to remember the last time John Cena was in a Royal Rumble. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I don't think it, it's not been in like the last three years. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It's, it's been a while. So um, I think it was the one he won in 2013. Mm. Wow. So like at that point, you got to wonder who's the last person to eliminate John Cena from a Royal Rumble. Because I mean, God, if it's been like 2009, 2010, since the guy's been tossed out of a Royal Rumble, then you can, yeah, it was the Miz in 2011. I just looked at it. Wow. Good God. And, I mean, where'd that go? Yeah. The Miz ended up working the guy at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. You could do far worse than eliminating John Cena from Royal Rumble. I mean, it can, can really help a guy. Titus Worldwide with Dana Brooke versus Heath Slater and Rhino. The Manhattan Center couldn't even get this. And when you see what happens later, it, it pissed me off even more. Uh, not much to talk about the match. It was all during the commercial, pretty much. Yeah, Apollo Cruz has a nice has a nice drop kick and that stalling suplex. He and Heath worked that so great. Heath mm-hmm. did the like swaying legs deal. That was so cool. It was great. It was, yeah, Apollo Cruz is super talented in the ring. Just got to figure out what to do with him. Match is thrown out. Dudley Boys come out. I cannot believe they didn't give the Dudley Boys to Manhattan Center. I know. I, I mean, you, my God, something was saying that like that. The, apparently the the peeps segment was supposed to be at the Manhattan Center, and they moved it to Barclays during the afternoon. I don't know, but they got nothing, man. They got nothing. The Dudley the Dudley Boys are 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 an act made for the Manhattan Center. They worked at the Manhattan just, Center at least the Hammerstein so many times. I know. I Why know. don't you give it to them? Why? Uh. ECW One Night Stand was at the Hammerstein Ballroom in the Manhattan Center. Jesus Christ, you guys. Come on. Uh, Slater eats a 3D through a table. I love the Dilly Dilly line. When they go up to the top rope and Devon does the what's up headbutt. Now, there are going to be people who are watching this show that go, what do you mean? What's the connection? Because it's so old. It's 20 uh, years. It's 18 years old. There was a Budweiser commercial where people said, why that? It was great. I think ah, Michael Cole. Yeah, it was 20, 20 years. I think it was the Super Bowl, nineteen ninety eight, or something like that. Like it was, it was 99, 2000. Yeah, I think. there you go. Like it was a long ass time. There are people. I guarantee you, there are people listening to us speak right now who were not born when that thing was a oh, yeah? giant catchphrase. Um. So the fact that it still remains the WhatsApp headbutt today. Like, oh, it won't kids. be now. They'll they'll change it. I bet you they'll change it. Um, but uh, kids, go go on the YouTube's and just go search the YouTube's for WhatsApp Bud Light commercial. Um, I mean, it changed the way that I greeted people on AOL Instant Messenger. For the love of God, <laughs> you will be amazed at what we thought was really cool twenty years ago. Because yeah, we, did. we thought it was cool. <laughs> As we played Tony Hawk Pro Skater One yep. on a oh, demo yeah. disc. 
<laughs> Demo discs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so old. Somebody, somebody called me a great young journalist today, and I said, <laughs> Oh, man. The rest of the guys get in and celebrate with the Dudley boys. What? That was cool, I guess. Like you yeah, could give Rhino to the Manhattan Center. <laughs> Rhino. Well, Rhino basically turned on Heath. I know they were like selling it as like he's trying to toughen him up. But like literally, like this is the thing. Heath Slater loses all of his money in a poker game and everyone's making fun of him. Like he's gonna get his above ground pool repoed. Yeah. Like he's got kids to feed. It's right there in his song. I'm pretty sure. Oh man. That was Titantron. Up next, we get the DX reunion. Shawn Michaels isn't allowed to tell any stories. Triple H gives a big rah-rah speech about how DX will be at the forefront for the next 25 years. But then, I mean, kind of makes sense of that in a little bit. But I love that he mentioned Rick Rude and China. There was a lot of praise for him mentioning China. Were you surprised that he did? Uh, no, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. This This whole thing was just weird because it felt... It felt very much like, listen, DX was too old when they were young to be doing the stuff they were doing. They were like 17-year-old kids, basically. They were acting like kids. And that's why we loved them, because we were all kids. We were like, man, I can't wait till I get to be 33. Then I could do all the same stuff that I love doing right now. And, you know, it was just a weird deal. So I was watching this going, so they really did pay all that money for glow sticks, didn't they? Like, it was kind of weird. This whole thing was very surreal. I did love the, Sh- the Shawn Michaels saying, didn't I used to be the boss of this faction? And now you're the boss of everything? That's, I hate this. I thought that was funny. That popped me. So they bring out uh, the New Age Outlaws. Sure. Uh, Road Dog can't say ass. Nope. Billy wearing his smoking gun jeans, it looked like. That was that was kind of funny. They also bring out Sean Waltman, who brings out Razor Ramon. Also, there was a great one, two, three kid chant. That was yeah, really was. cool. That especially cool. there. Yeah. Especially oh, there. You could see that Sean was getting a little a little emotional there. Like that was kind of cool. Alex, tell me who he brought out next. He brought out uh, Razor Ramon. The this show guy. is brought to you by TrigTent.com, the best in politics. Visit TrigTent.com if you would like to keep up with the world of politics. Run by our own Nigel. Yeah, that's what happened to Razor Ramon tonight. His music hit, yep. and in the middle after, well, probably uh, Kevin Dunn got one look at that ugly-ass jacket he was wearing. And said, cut to commercial. Get him off of there. He was wearing like his old TNA era Elvis Wolfpack jacket. It does look ugly as hell. Yeah, it does. But that was super weird. Super weird. After the break, Balor Club came out. Hit a two sweet there. It was passed down. I liked that. Yeah. thought that was cool. That was very cool. It was what like, do you oh, say, right. Alex? Do you say nay or do you say yeah? Listen, I thought at this point that they had just run out of time and we weren't going to see the thing that I was worried about seeing for a week. Oh, oh Alex, they did run out of time, but they fit that shit in. <laughs> yeah, they did. They were yeah, running they out did. of time way earlier. Here's the bummer. 
everything they ran out of time on got cut from the Manhattan Center. Yeah. Well, I, I won't say that. Uh, the, the last segment got cut, too, from what I understand. Yeah. Revival come out. Their new Monday Night Revival shirt kicks ass. It does. Looks very cool. And I was like, you know what? I'm very happy this is a match instead of a Revival ass-kicking fiesta. It was 10.58 p.m. Eastern. Oh, we got both. They, they were rushing through this match. They were getting it in. Magic killer pin. And you know what? Immediately, immediately, I was like, you know what? I can't shit on them too much for that because they ran out of time. At least it was a tag match. It's a team that you're pushing right now. But then the Revival eat all the finishers. And they didn't even get a Razor's Edge. No. Out of all those. Yeah. Um, earlier in the week, uh, Kevin Nash said he was really sorry he couldn't be there. Uh, nobody was happier about the fact that he couldn't be there than Scott Dawson, who didn't have to get, get jackknifed. Because <laughs> that would have been something else they would have had to get eaten. Listen, I, I thought to myself, oh, hey, cool. Hey, you know what you could have? What would be really great is a babyface Gallows and Anderson versus the Revival little mini feud on the on the middle of the second hour of Raw for a month. I'd watch that. They could have some cool matches. Oh no, they're just gonna have a two minute match where Gallows and Anderson just beats the just beats them quick. And then I was like, okay, well at least they didn't get their finishers delivered to them by by all the guys from the nineties. Oh no, wait, they actually got both of those things. They got squashed in a match. And then they got finishers delivered to them over and over and over and over again. And I just feel so bad for these guys because they're so much better than, all due respect, Heath Slater. Than, all <laughs> yeah, due respect, the Ascension. These guys are great. And they don't, they, they don't have a, it just, it makes, I, I, I want them to I'll continue say, to be great. I'll say this, you can do a lot worse and if you're going to get your ass kicked, you get your ass kicked by like 10 guys. Yeah. Because, I mean, you got Triple H, Shawn Michaels, X-Pac, Road Dogg, Billy Gunn, Scott Hall, the Balor Club. So you got nine guys out there kicking their ass. So Yeah, I suppose. I mean, a lot of people are saying, like, making, like, jobber jokes and stuff. And I'm like, it's nine guys. And, like, literally four or five of them were top guys. So Right, right. But And that's totally fine if it's a shoot fight. But this is – they said – we need two guys to come out and get their asses kicked by nine guys. We choose you. Go out there and do it. The reason they chose them is that's what I'm worried about. That uh, they an don't awesome way to, to write this wrong would be to have them take make this their TV program. Make make to have them beat New Age Outlaws and the Dudley Boys. Yeah. In coming weeks, like make a deal out of it. Make that their TV program make until it, you can find something for them to do. Uh, it's very it's. Not that hard to pull off. Yeah. So a uh, couple more matches I want to get your picks on before we uh, before we talk about the main event segment. Styles versus Owens and Sami Zayn. Championship match. Who do you got Sunday? I hope it's Owens and, and Sami. Not just for the fact that they're right, that they're absolutely right about everything that they're saying, but also because it makes for more, for more fun television. Like... Like they get, they get to like, like do rock, paper, scissors to see which of them has the title match that night. They could do a lot of fun stuff as opposed to just like, I'll just keep it on AJ for a while longer. What like, are you all could... doing in Milwaukee? I know you all just fired Jason <laughs> Kidd, but if rock, paper, scissors is as fun as it gets. <laughs> well, I listen, 
you know that Owens and Zayn could make that into a four-star segment. Of course they could, of course. And that's why I'm busting I'm your balls. In that. Busting your balls. It's true. Usos versus Gable and Benjamin. Now, yeah, Nuso get arrested. Does that play a role? Uh, I don't know, but I, I think Gable and Benjamin should win. I do too. I mean, I think the Usos are great, and the, but they've had the belts basically off and on for like a, a year. Like it's they're, it's they're that good in my opinion. They are they that are. good. They are that good. But it's time to give somebody else a run with them. They I'm not saying they can't get them back in a couple of months, but it, I want to see what what Gable and and Benjamin can Gable and Benjamin get over more than Gable and Jordan did when they had the belts. Sure. And the Usos are really good at. Like from a storyline perspective, you're like, do I want to see that rematch? Then when it happens, it's unbelievable off the charts. Th- their match with New Day at Hell in a Cell was my WWE match of the year. Like I had that above bait and done, and that's yeah. not easy. Yeah, I wanted to point out that Gable was on Twitter tonight using continuity yeah. as his best friend when he mentioned that the Miz was shown on TV replay to have cheated to win the match versus Reigns. And yet nobody came out and restarted the match again like they did when, when Gable and Benjamin won the tag titles in SmackDown a couple of weeks ago. I thought that was great to take have your guys use that continuity as their friend and like get it over. Like it, it's smart. I like that. By the way, I'm picking Roman Reigns to win the Royal Rumble. Who do you have? Yeah, probably him. I mean, the the only the, the only way I could see this happening is if they 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 decided to, to talk, call an audible smartly um and either 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 put the the um the title on braun on sunday or to do it at mania well i mean honestly if they they put the title on braun i kind of still do want to see roman the roman reigns and braun Strowman. no matter how many times i've seen that match i think is a wrestlemania caliber match i just think they can do it i think that that you're right about that i think there's a very very good chance that roman will win but my my sleeper pick is Whoever among Brock or Braun does not win the, their championship match will enter at like 27, clear out nine guys, and go on to win. Like, I feel like that's a cool way of doing it just because they'd be so angry that they lost the match, especially Braun. Like, Braun decides he, he, he if, if Brock pins Kane, Braun doesn't like it. Braun says, I'm in the match. And he was like, Who are you going to tell him? No. So, I think that could, that could work. Main event segment. Commercial break hits at 11.04. It's worth noting my wife was really hoping that DX would pull Frank the Clown across the barrier and beat him up. <laughs> it's like, like she's never heard me mention his name. Like, I don't say negative stuff about him. She just sees him on TV and she's like, can they beat him up? Okay. <laughs> Kurt Angle has everybody brought out to prevent a war. Doesn't doesn't help. <laughs> they, no, it's they, a good it's a good thing he brought everybody because they totally, totally got in the way. Oh, wait. No, they now, speaking of continuity, here's my question. Why aren't all those people kicking the shit out of New Day based uh, on what happened a few months ago? Right. No, no, absolutely. Because brand supremacy is the most important thing. The loyalty to your brand. Those well, I don't know. Bragging rights are also yes. very important. Very important. Those things are very, very important. The most important things. But, but hey, you know what, what what's the problem? is that it's not Survivor Series th- season. So as we all know, that's the only season in which WrestleMania – well, I mean, wrestlers – I'm sorry. I'm done with that. I'm done with that gag. 
Brock Lesnar comes in, F5's Kane, gets tossed into the barricade by Braun Strowman real hard. That barricade moved a foot and a half. Like it just it just imploded under the weight of Brock being tossed that hard by Braun. God, uh, I just I just want Braun to, to have all of the things. Give him all of the things, Sean. He's so great. Strowman power slams Brock Lesnar through a table, but I could barely see it because the cameraman apparently went into epilepsy during this. <laughs> I am so sick. I will never stop mentioning it. I hate WWE's production. It really, really hit me when they were doing it in, in the Manhattan Center. Yeah. And I was like, wait, I remember when it wasn't this bad. Yeah. From this. Oh, wow. I have people asking questions. Uh, who do I think debuts at the Rumble? I don't know about the Rumble, but I feel like Rumble weekend could be full of trouble. Yeah. The, trouble. Yeah. Trouble. Yeah. Trouble. Yeah. The um... trouble. The end of uh, the 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 raw after Rumble, I think, is going to have a lot of uh, in, uh, formal debuts. But I also feel like we're going to have at least one NXT woman come up at Good. the Royal Rumble, like and, and stay there permanently. I just don't know who that's going to be. Well, I know one thing: given the the direction of the NXT Women's Title scene, there was no reason for the iconic duo to not get called up in place yeah. of the Riot Squad on right. SmackDown. That should have been Billy Kay and Peyton Royce instead of carbon copy of what you got on Raw, just not as good. Because I mean, like, if you're show, if you're ranking those five, yeah, those five call ups, Raw got one and two, in my opinion, at this point. Like, yeah, I, I I think that Ruby Riot is really give, being done a disservice by the booking and the writing on SmackDown. I think she's outstanding in the ring, and she's she's fine on the mic they're just having her say stupid stuff and then the booking is terrible i mean and and she's she's running around with these two women who could not possibly you, why are they your friends like this then none of that makes any sense i agree with you it should have been billy billy k and and peyton royce in that spot though royal rumble universal championship match who you got <sighs> dead air alex I don't know, man. You go first. We're live, pal. You go first. Brock Lesnar. You know I want Braun Strowman to win. I, I think know. He's, I think he's. I think he is the Brock Lesnar replacement they have looked for. It doesn't matter because like, it's not like I have money writing on this. I'm going to say Braun because Braun should win. He deserves to win. It's a better story. If he does, Braun should win. I'll tell you who's not going to be, though. Kane. Why is he even in this match except for to take the pin? Like there was, a, I saw a, a a poll on Twitter that had a picture of Braun, Brock, and Kane. It was sent out by WWE, and they said, "Tweet, hit this button to tweet for Braun. Hit this button to tweet for Brock." There was no button to hit to tweet for Kane. Wow! <laughs> like, like you you messed up. <laughs> There's, I guess now, there to be fair, options. Kane has been around for with all of his characters. Twenty two of these twenty five Raw yeah. years. Yeah. The disrespect. The disrespect. Yeah. Hey, guys, uh, by the way, if you like this show, it's your first time watching. We do post-Smackdown. We do post-pay-per-view. Wednesdays is a lot of fun. It's the list in your boy. The guy who started the site, owns the site, Jimmy Van, affectionately known as the uh, eccentric millionaire, and myself. That's the guy who owns a wrestling website and the guy he picked to run it. Uh, we 
talk for about 90 minutes every every week. We address the dumbest people of the week segment. We have guests on all the time. It is a must listen. It's our most popular show. Definitely check it out. And also, uh, Alex helps me out on occasion. We do Fightful alternate commentary. Now, uh, let me uh, address a qualm with this. Some people are like, well, we thought you were going to call the action. <laughs> and I'm like, and I had a person say, well, that's not alternate commentary. And I'm like, is it the original commentary? Because if not, it is alternate commentary. Yeah. You it's- all sync up, sync up the show with us. Watch it. It's a lot of fun. We have two up for the Royal Rumble over on FightfulPods.com. So check that out. We have the 2005 and the 1995 Royal Rumble matches. We have two coming up for Elimination Chamber, and we will be working on two for WrestleMania as well. Myself and Anna Bauer will be doing those. So check those out. We have a ton of fun stuff over at Fightful.com. And we look to bring you wrestling journalism, MMA journalism, boxing journalism, uh, respectfully but we you know we you can get everything else there as well uh we take all the news bring it to you but we don't put all the little stuff in individual articles we put those in fight size updates at the beginning and end of the day that way you're not clicking on a million different things to watch a video clip or two so uh we like to approach things a little bit differently and i think you guys would really like it please make it your daily wrestling destination fightfulwrestling.com and you can go to Fightful.com to get all of those uh, MMA, pro wrestling, and boxing. Very easy to sort through. We have a lot of fun stuff over there that you'll only find there. Alex, what is your lasting memory of Raw 25? Like if five, six years down the line, somebody says, Raw 25, tell me. What will be the first thing that comes to your mind? Whether it's a description, a segment, a match, wh- what be it? I'm going to say, hey, you know those guys who are the greatest tag team in the world over on Ring of Honor and New Japan? They used to be in WWE, and then they were drummed out of there by a bunch of guys who were in their 50s. I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to be that, but it won't be. It'll, 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 be uh, it'll be that opening segment where Stone Cold Steve Austin came back and uh, stunned the McMahon boys. I mean, to be fair, Ring of Honor could have had Scott Dawson. Right. They just, you know, he, he did yeah. team there once with Zack Sabre Jr., of all people. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, I, I will immediately think of the Stone Cold Steve Austin segment. Mm-hmm. I thought that was executed perfectly. Executed perfectly. Guys, I want to thank you all so much. Follow us. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fightful Online. We also have individual Twitters for MMA, at Fightful MMA, and uh, wrestling at Fightful Wrestle. And follow me at Sean Rothstaff. Follow Alex at Palowski the fourth. Again, visit Fightful.com. I want to thank you guys so much for joining in, for uh, chiming in, for taking part in our live chat, our super chat, all that good stuff. Uh, your support is crucial. We are a very, very young wrestling website. Uh, we, we debuted in the summer of 2016. And visiting wrestling websites is very much a habitual thing. There are people who still visit websites that, I didn't know still existed. So for you all to break that habit and go visit something new, uh, that I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate. And we hope that we're making it worth your while. I think we are. But I just wanted to thank you all again. This weekend is going to be a big one. We have an NXT TakeOver uh, Philadelphia post show Saturday night. We have a uh, Royal Rumble post show Sunday night. I will also be talking a little bit about the main matches for New Japan and Sapporo. Uh, on those as well because I wanted to give that coverage 
But thank you guys so much. It means so much. Until next time, we are out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.